Welcome back to Sell Me, the podcast that'll help you make decisions. We're in the second to last episode. We're almost done with it here. I have, I have Linda Ward, the Director of Programs at Montana State. Um, thanks for helping me out. I'm glad you You're could welcome. come on. So what exactly is the Director of Programs? Okay, so I'm the director of programs for the Bracken Center so okay. within the College of Business. So my area works on, let's say it's non-academic things. Okay. So not about which class you should take right. and how many credits you should get for each class. It's more about um, extracurricular things, things that round you out, that polish you, uh, professionalism activities. So think about it as being ways that uh, other things you can do when you're going to college besides take classes. Um to make yourself stand out in a crowd. That's how I view it. That uh, That's super helpful. So then that yes. would be more tailored towards internships. Would you do independent studies too? Uh, well, the, the faculty have to do an independent studies. Okay. But primarily, I, you know, I work with um, companies okay. you know, to get them interested in us. And I try to direct uh, that information to students. If I know the students personally, I can give you a call or email and say, hey, this is would be a great match for you. Um, so internships, study abroad. Um, oh, study connections abroad, with plugs, Yes, so not that the College of Business does a lot of their own study abroads, but we have done some. And I've helped with faculty put that together, but also for students to come in here um, to just at least put that on their plate. This is another option for you. Here's something else you should be looking at. Here's who you can talk to at MSU if you wanna do a study abroad. Okay. And then we offer here in the Brackens Center scholarships for those oh. kinds of things. So you're definitely the person to know around here. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Preston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of uh, study abroad, because I actually forgot entirely mm -hmm. about study abroad as a thing that you do in school because I never got to do it. Yeah. How early should you consider doing study abroad? Well, most of the students uh, are doing them at probably a sophomore year, Okay. sophomore, junior year, because primarily most of the students want to be back here their senior year. Okay. Uh, but... That's, that said, a lot of our students, or some of our students, uh, as seniors, have done some of our study abroad to London. They, because those are a couple weeks long, they take the class all spring, uh, all and right. then they travel in the summer for a couple weeks, because a lot of you, you have never had the time to get away here for a whole semester while you've gone Absolutely. to school. And all of a sudden, here you are as a senior, like you're saying, yeah. and you really want that experience still. So that's one option that we have offered, but also our, our MSU study abroad office has tons of things. Unlimited, yeah. Unlimited, but ours have been kind of, the one we've done is all around business, for business students. Is there a semester at sea program here? That would be in the in the international programs. Students yeah. have done that. I, I can't really speak to that, but right. yeah. I know my mom did it and said she said it was awesome. Oh, I know anyone that's done it has been awesome. Yeah, because you're just on like a cruise ship essentially <laughs> around the entire world for <laughs> right. a full semester. Right. That's expensive though. Yes, but yeah. I don't have any particulars of that really. Right. So then on the internship side, how right. how early should you start looking for internships? Well. I'm going to talk a little bit about why you should do an internship sure, first. Sure. Okay, so I, one of the things I like to think about and tell students is you need to think about yourself as you are your own little startup business. You know, okay. think about yourself as being you're, you're the entrepreneur and you're the business. Uh -huh. So when you're going to school and taking classes, so is everybody else. Right. Yeah, you know, big, you know, big deal. How are you standing out? How is my business different than anybody else? I've taken the same classes as everybody else. Maybe right. my grades were better. 
if they're worse, well, then you're, you're in a different category <laughs> yeah. on, on your own. But so think about things that can make your brand. And one of the things that can make your brand and why you're different might be an internship. It might be the study abroad thing that we've talked about. It might be uh, clubs. It might be volunteering. It might have been some leadership position. It might have even been a part-time job. But what is it that makes you your brand? You know, what do people say about you? What have you? Why are you different? Why should I buy your product when you graduate? An internship is one of those things. So you start out with the question is, how early should you do an internship? Well, some of it's a little self-limiting right. because if you want to do one for credit, you have to, at the College of Business anyway, you, have to be you need accepted. to be admitted. So right. that's probably a junior year. But I have opportunities for freshmen and software. You could call it an call it what you want, is going to be getting some business experience with a company that you're going to be able to put on your resume um, that will help you stand out as well as you are going to learn a lot by doing an internship. So right. most of our, our students that come back and have done one for credit have said, I wish I could have done these earlier because number one, you've made a, uh, you've learned about the area you've been studying and you've got to use what you're learning. So when you go back to those classes, it, it's like, oh, well, that's what we were talking about. Right. Or it makes a lot more, and you can ask better questions because you don't have enough frame of reference. Oftentimes it could be a, a chance for you to check on the nuances of your particular option that you're in. Like say, in, in, say you're a marketing major, you might do an internship in selling or you might do one in digital marketing and you might choose your career based on what you either liked or or didn't like. I mean, finding out what you don't like is just almost as important as yeah. what you do like. In accounting, I mean, accounting, the pressure is on. Do you want to be in tax? Do you want to be in auditing? La, da, la, la, la. And you go like, well, what the heck? Right. So you take these internships and you learn what it's like to work in that field. And when you start looking for the actual job, you will head one direction or another right. because you'll have been able to figure that out. Um, you're also going to have a little more confidence because you yeah. you have already been out in the business world, so you're not going to be so, so fresh worried to it, yeah. when you get to your actual job. And then oftentimes this leads to a job. Yeah. If that company can offer you a job and they're kind of, it's a, it's a way for you to test the company and for them to test out you, a little low stakes, and it can lead to a, to a job. To a job offer. Yes. So in terms of the learning if you're going to like that field mm -hmm. idea that you brought up, would that be a beneficial thing to offer maybe a pre-admittant internship option so that you like say me i'm on the on the fence of being in marketing or being in finance yes and i go and get a super entry-level internship with a marketing firm or something like that and i come back and realize that sucks i don't want right. to be there at all <laughs> i'm going to go into finance or vice versa it would would that be something potential that could potentially it's happen, high, or, or it's, it's hard. It's very, it's very high value. I, I don't discount that at all. I mean, I, I would say yes. You know, if you're a freshman software, if we can find, that's the trick. That's the part. Because okay. oftentimes, the the people that the employers, they don't really necessarily are looking for a freshman who hasn't even had a business class for two years. Okay. You know, so they need to have a little value. They need to get a little value back as well. Right. So you have to look for those companies that are willing to 
let you as a freshman come in. You don't you don't have to call it an internship. It's just an experience, um, knowing that the training is going to be a lot higher than someone that said say third year student who's had business classes. So sometimes it's a little self-limiting right. because if you those don't are know not, anything, you're not, they're help. not offered, you yeah. know, they're not, uh, if they have a pool of people to offer it to, the freshmen don't, aren't high on their list of people they're going yeah. to, to pick. So, but, but quite honestly, I do get those opportunities. I push them out to the freshmen. I encourage them to, you know, to, to grab, don't, don't be panicked by that. Go try it because, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They're going to say no. You know, and if, yeah, and if they want me to try to find them just a shadowing opportunity, I'll, I'll work with that. You know, maybe here's something you can do for a couple of days. Go down to a bank, you know, right. go sit in a, an accountant's office. See what, and a, just see what it's like, what they do. Right. That'd be crazy about like a month ago. To just sit in an accountant's office during tax season, That's, you might not <laughs> want to. They give you something to do. Yeah, you might not want to do it yes. after that. But it gives you, and it gives you, you know, just a whole new respect for what's going out on out that business world. So that's yeah. why I think that an internship is such a good idea. Absolutely. Or at least doing something, even if it's not an internship, say in your area of ex- uh, that you're thinking of getting a sure. degree in, because I get I get things that are for someone to do an office experience. Mm-hmm. Well, go work in an office. They don't care so much if you've had a bunch of business. They're going to teach you, you know, answer the phone, professionalism. We're going to go to the meeting with us, see what the dynamics are in an office. So all that has great value. Okay. Yep. So then, going to getting a job. Yes. Is that kind? Of, does that relate kind of timeline wise to an internship? Do you want to start looking more as a junior because you're going to have some some knowledge, some background knowledge in business, or could you even start the job search as soon as you get into college, kind of putting leads out or I something? I think you're not okay. I think all you're right. All of these things leading up to it are part of getting the job and getting a job in an area that you think you want to work in. Mm-hmm. So you have to do some of the groundwork other than when you're a senior and all of a sudden, you know, I think I need to get a job now, yeah. you know, and you don't know really what you're doing. And this is about your brand too. If you haven't done anything and you're competing now with not just, you know, our college and, and Bozeman, but potentially a bigger market. Yeah. And you don't have anything on your resume except I got a degree it's competitive, so that's why you should think about what's my brand. What are the things I want to have some experience in to be able to do before I get to be a senior? Because all that is part of getting a job, you know, and knowing what I want in a job, having a chance to practice or to walk around and talk to other people before before my senior year. Um, but you need to have those op- take take advantage of those opportunities because some of these companies, like in accounting, mm-hmm. accounting is kind of a, it's a bit of an anomaly. But they are starting right now. Some of these these uh, the top four and some of our other firms. You need to do a summer leadership class or, or get into their summer leadership program when you're a sophomore. Wow. Okay. And so if you get in my summer leadership, then you can. Right now, I have this. You, if you do a summer leadership for this company this summer, it will lead to an internship in in 2020. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. And so, and if you get that internship, it could lead you to getting an offer for a job. Right. So those accounting students are having a lot of pressure 
to get involved and look at what's going on. Yeah. And that isn't true for all the accounting companies. Like many of the of the local smaller firms aren't doing that sort of thing, but a lot of these bigger regional and national companies, that is the career path. That's how it has and to go. And you better get on, in it or you're you're not you're not a player. Right. So that so in that case, looking for a job, that starts quite quite a bit earlier. Okay. And the others um I would say that I think one of the things you were going to ask about is a career, uh, career fairs and things as well. Yeah. Some of these, okay. So when we have our career fairs mm-hmm. here in, here at Bozeman, yeah. some of these companies that are looking to hire only co- and for internships, when they come in the fall, you'd better be on it because they are hiring for summer. So if you thought, oh well, I will wait until spring to look for my summer internship. That's not going to work. It will work. It will work for a lot of our local firms and these things that come in, and they do come in all right. the time. Yeah. But these big, if you're looking to leave Montana and want to go to work for some of these national companies, unless you have a network already right. or want to just apply on the internet, good luck. Right. You need to be on your toes and go to these recruitment events because some of them aren't coming back, not all of them, but many. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Another reason to to go to them is they came to to Bozeman. Right. They came to MSU. You've already cracked the code there. They're obviously interested in hiring MSU students or they wouldn't be here. Right. Yay. <laughs> you know. So at least they you know that. They're here to to hire you. Yeah. To hire us. It's much better and it's never going to get easier than when you're out there just putting your resume in the in the um, the internet. Yeah, and their little Dropbox thing. Dropbox, right. Because also, you will have a chance at at well, both doing these internships here in Montana or when you're here and also at the career fairs of them meeting you one-on-one. And once they can, and often that just cracks the ice. You might have the, not have the best grades in the whole world. Right. But when you've met someone face-to-face, they don't care. There's another... They feel that like you're adding. my person. You know, I like this kid, right. and I want him to uh, do an internship or a job with us. So, just getting there and getting there early and showing up. And, and I know kids that have started going to these when they were freshmen, and sophomores. I mean, they don't have a prayer right then of getting a job. They, no one's going to hire you till you're you're not graduating for four years. But they <laughs> they make these connections. So the next year they go back. They're hey, this kid is back again. Yeah, you know, and they build a network. And they've got to, a chance to practice that, you know, that pitch that everybody tells you you have to do. Yeah, you know, the what's elevator your, pitch. What's your, your 30 elevator seconds, pitch. yeah. And you've practiced it on all these people yeah. at low stakes because you might not, if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, unless it's an internship, it's not even for the job. Right. And so by the time you get, <laughs> when it really counts, the nerves are off. You're like, hey, I, don't know, I got that. Yeah. I can walk up to these people and I know how to chat it up and it's, it's not a problem. Yeah. So it's just a... It's a missed opportunity if you don't just put yourself out there. As as scared as you might be, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And these people right. are like here for you. So that's the value of that. Awesome. And I know that I went to meet the recruiters this year. It was actually the, the first and only job fair type event that I went to. I know. I saw you in those pictures. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I got two in there. Yeah. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Call me Facebook famous or something. But uh, yeah, that was the first one I went to, and I, I wish I would have had 
time to go to more, but I've been crazy busy since I started going to school. Uh, Were those people welcoming to you? Was yeah, it, it was a super great awesome. Experience? And I've, I was trying to get an internship with um, a company that is downtown, and I went over to their to their booth at the at the event and like oh i remember you and i was like yeah i applied for for a marketing internship and i didn't get it and but you know whatever and they're like oh yeah i remember i was really hoping you would get it actually and yeah i don't know what happened but isn't that great they remembered you though yeah yeah it was super cool awesome and then i have a connection too with their with their sales manager so they're like yeah just just text text your friend and and see if she can get you in and i I've been looking other places, but you know that, it's really cool that you can still make that connection and that we're in a place that's small enough where you see somebody once and like, oh, I remember you because you came in and got a tour of our entire office and you were super nice and you seemed pretty eager. The power of network. That's the power of networking. Yeah. And obviously you were, you know, collected and calm and professional and they, you know, were glad to see you. Absolutely. Check, check. Yeah. <laughs> um, while I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question, like on your resume, mm-hmm. all right, I mean the the way that it seems to me, the way that I'm taking this in is, in the past you've had to have you just have to graduate like high school in order to get like that entry level job, and now it's moving into you have to have your bachelor's and or it's it's at you need to have your bachelor's now, is it? moving towards you need to have that master's degree in order to get a job because I know it just keeps getting bumped up at least from people I've talked to I think that's I think that's job and industry specific okay like you which know, which industries I would, say would you for, say like account accounting they really push for you to have your master's right um, some of this some of the world and all this is going on in the digital marketing well you know you guys are learning that but you're learning it's changing so quickly is what i want to say it's changing so quickly that it's just the people that are working in the industry that can even keep on top of on top of it let alone wait till you get your phd and come teach it you know it's just so moving so rapidly so a lot of the people that they hire in that industry are people that just are on it and know what's going on right as it flies by and changes the next month yeah you know and so they aren't expecting you to get a PhD in that because there's well, who's writing the books on that is changing. It, this is my opinion, right? It, particularly in that world, in the world of the of all the digital world that's going on, and it's it you know, and so and I think in some industries and in some options, it's important to get at least a degree because you need the tools, like in finance or accounting. You know, you need to know how to do that stuff. It's not just going to go out and be able to just just figure it out. I mean, you will. You can read and do it. But it's really helpful. And you're going to be a lot more competent if you've got the tools set for it. So those are, for sure, degrees. Right. So that's that's my opinion. That's your two cents. But also, I think about you guys, and I see how things are, how quickly things are moving. And I quite honestly... I don't even know what you're going to be doing in in 10 years. I think your ability to learn to learn and to teach yourself and keep on keep on learning and teaching yourself to to absorb what all that is out there now, that is going to be your success factor. Because it's 
it's just changing so rapidly. You've got yeah. to be able to go on the internet and look, and you do. Yeah. You do this anyway. Yep. You know, you go, hey, who needs a manual? I'll just right. I'm, Google I'll, it. I'll it's pick, a verb. And now. you guys figure it out. You just figure things out. Yeah. But that's good because that's what it's going to take in the years ahead. Whatever we're doing today, I'm pretty sure it's not how things are going to roll, you know, in the next 10 years. Yeah. They, or last year. Right. We're all not even have driverless cars. And yeah. I don't know, even know. We're already on it's our way to driverless, driverless cars. It's going to be just nobody sitting in the driver's seat and you're going to call an Uber. It's just going to zip up with nobody driving. So you guys, it's all about just figuring out what ne- what you need to learn currently, even though you might have a degree. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to keep myself on top of, to be to add value to my company or to my, nice. my own company, my right. own little startup of me? Right. That's a good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Taking that into back into the job fair deal, yes. like an actual job fair, like the ones that we hold in the sub. Um, what is what do you think the best way to approach a job fair? Because I I I feel like they can be pretty intimidating at times. You're walking into a giant ballroom and there's a bunch of booths and a bunch of people who are looking for you know students to recruit. Right. Is there a a certain way that you would recommend to approach that situation? Yes. Well, and also we have our own, you know, smaller one here at the yeah. at the College of Business, but you can. I think if you don't have enough time to do a great job if you don't research the companies ahead of time that are coming. Right. And you can go to the Career Career Services website and look ahead of time of the companies that are coming, and you can even find out at least at a high level if they're looking for engineers, business. But if there's an industry that you particular like, particularly like. Know ahead of time, so you have your 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 gun loaded, so to speak. When you go in there, you know. Okay, these are the companies I need to look at either because it's an industry that I'm interested in, or they're looking for business students in an area I want to work in. Focus your your time and your energy on visiting those companies. You could even have a, if you wanted to, your own cover letter to that company. Right. You know what? How powerful is that? Yeah. yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. So I think just going in there and walking, you know, numbly up and down the aisles, looking up at the, with your eyes are all glazed over, of mm-hmm. course. Because there's a thousand booths yes. up there. <laughs> and not even knowing and saying, what do you do? And it's an engineering firm. And even right. if it is a business firm, but you don't know who they are and what they do, that is not impressing anybody. Exactly. So I think preparation, knowing who those companies are. Targeting yourself to these that maybe put yourself in for a couple of two that are low stakes so that get your nerves out. Yeah. Go chat with them. Okay. But then the ones that you really matter, that you really want to know, to to talk to, just be prepped. And when you go up, you know what your, what your, what your elevator speech is and what you want to ask them. Know something about them. Yeah. So why do you like their company and what do they do? And, you know, they'll be really impressed with that. Yeah. So with a company like like Boeing, mm-hmm. they come here and they recruit engineers, but they also recruit business students. Mm-hmm. If you were to go onto that list and see that Boeing is looking for engineers, but you know that they also are sometimes looking for business students, could you still go there with your business resume and do your your thirty second elevator speech and give them your resume? Is that a good idea, well, or do you want to wait for that the time that they're here in the college business? Well, since I'm not sure if the, all the people are, are going to be, re- if both are going to be represented at the oh, career okay. fair, chances are they might all be there that day. But when I go there, there's a, there's a 
slew of them, right. you know, four or five or six or seven people. And you're going to have to find the right person to talk to. I would do both. Okay. You know, it's just cementing it. If you talk to someone here and you go over, the, go over there and they're there as well, ka-ching, you just talk to that same person twice or a yeah. different person. It just raises your stakes of getting something. Right, because they can put a name to a face. Mm-hmm. And Boeing, by the way, is one that comes here, recruits in the fall to hire for spring. Okay, because mm-hmm. they do an internship in the spring. They do an internship in the summer. In the summer. They do all their hiring. It's all over but the crying if you don't go in the fall. Okay. They pick their people that are ready to roll. Mm-hmm. For yeah. their internships. Okay. Cool. You know so much. <laughs> you are such a good resource <laughs> in terms of in terms of knowing how to how to set yourself as set yourself apart from other people and this crazy job search kind of world you guys can do it and i'm one of the well i'll wait till you get to later on but i have an opinion on that <laughs> on what yeah well i mean one of the reasons i like this job and how i got here yeah is i really that's, that's where we were going next I anyway i <laughs> <laughs> don't even get to do this <laughs> well how did i get to well it was kind of a, a trajectory as i had worked for myself after i have a dream degree in business and marketing okay and then i worked for some of these large companies like rca and i worked for boeing in seattle oh. and bank of america in san francisco and then my husband and i moved back to montana and we owned a couple businesses okay and then i got another degree in it and decided to go back to work in the business world went to msu okay worked for the president provost office uh-huh. and then the role opened up in the College of Business in Old Reed Hall to build the Bracken oh, Center, man. which is the professionalism piece of it. I'm so Funded. glad we're not in Reed anymore. Ugh, me that too. That place is hot. I know. And not hot like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's hot like a like, sauna. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. But they had that, they were going to tear out a few rooms in Reed Hall, and it was funded by the Bracken family to do that. Mm-hmm. But they needed someone to make it happen and put that together. And I like doing that sort of thing yeah Either. so i applied got that job and so i decided once you're in that job you decide what am i going to do right. so this was a piece i carved out you know to do for students and the their professionalism and their all those pieces but it just and i doing it the more i do it the more i love it because yeah. the fun of it is seeing where you what you guys do I mean, and where you go, and what you ha- your little what your little businesses are, because you guys all come in with some idea of, yeah, I'm getting a marketing degree. Well, mm-hmm. you can do you can work for a million companies doing marketing, but doing you might as well work too. for one where you like to get up in the morning and you like what they're selling that's and what, what they're doing. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's exactly what I'm looking for. You want the passion to go to work because you can do you have the skills. To work for a lot of companies, marketing, 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 or finance, finance, finance. But you might as well work for a company that that you go, yeah, I, I want to get up today and, and go to work. Exactly. And, and to know this is where maybe these internships come in, that you will croak working for a huge company. Right. You know, where you have a Dilbert's cubicle. You might have done that <laughs> in an in- internship, but that... After that one summer of Dilbert, you come back here and you go, one, I don't want to work in a big city, and I sure as heck know I'm not going to make it being the corporate person. I really want to work for a smaller company. And some of you guys are hardwired for entrepreneurship. 
mm-hmm. and you want to come up with your own ideas and start your own company or work for a smaller company because you're going to get thrown everything that you can imagine or experience it's going to be what i'm talking about how can you solve problems and how can you create value because those companies you're not going to sit and do one thing all day it's going to be yeah. guess what you're it go right. figure it out yeah. Pro- solve the problem but some of you guys are like that and some of you would would hate that job right so it's kind of trying to to, to kind of match make or give you the give you the options of here are some companies that are doing that at least for you to plug into yeah to try it or to get hired by them yeah it's really fun bring it back full circle right back to the internship <laughs> right I guess yeah. so are you are you from Montana or I, Bozeman specifically I, no I'm a Mon- I am a Montanan I came from a ranch in Montana what is it like a super small town then or no there was no t- town really um, there really? was yes the um, Molt, Molt, M-O-L-T, Montana. Mm-hmm. But um, Molt was where our mail was, and the, it came out a couple times a week to where we lived. So wow. there wasn't really a town. I didn't grow up in a town. It was just a ranch? Yeah. And in the middle of... In the middle of... In the middle where? of Montana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, but there's a lot of you guys as well here. I, and when I see and meet some of you that have lived that life, I get that too. Yeah. You know, that that's where you're from and that's been your experience and yeah, gotta love that too. Yeah, and that's that's still something that I'm not completely familiar with because I'm, I'm not from a small town. I'm from Denver. Right. And it's hard for me to even believe that somebody <laughs> lived on just a bunch of land with nobody around <laughs> or their town was like a thousand people because there's there's high schools in Denver that are four times that. And, I mean, Bozeman High School is bigger than that, right. you know? And it's just a small little campus. It, like, it, I don't understand how that even works. You know, but the fun thing is, so here's a kid, in, your, in these classes that you're going to, here's the kid from, you're from Denver Big City. Yeah. But you're sitting next to and having a friend, I'm pretty sure you know quite a few of them, that yeah. are from these little towns in Montana. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. And you know what? Here's here's the other thing. Some of these kids from a small town in Montana want to go to the big cities, and they they're in it. Right. And they go and they ex, they excel. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're in New York. So what? Right. Right. It doesn't. There's no barriers. It's just a matter of of pushing yourself out there. You know, and networking a lot of it because we don't get, you know, the finance club and that finance group has opened up a lot for our finance kids in that whole East Coast, New York thing. It's all networking. And then, here's the beauty. You guys, when you get there, you kill it. Yeah. You're like, ha-ha, you know? <laughs> Montana guy, also, And you're sitting in these rooms with people from the Ivy Leagues, and you're from yeah. Bozeman, Montana. But one thing, a lot of you have had to work for a living. You don't have any expectations that somebody's going to give you everything, you know? So you go in there without thinking like, without entitlement. Yeah. You're not you walking like, yeah, you owe me. I graduated from some big school. Yeah, and, I went to Princeton. You know, you're lucky to have me. You guys go in there without that attitude. Yeah. You just bring yourself and your work ethic yeah. and your ability to do what you're doing, learn something new, contribute, and you kill it. And after you do that, 
we get the calls from these companies that say, I want another. I need more of those. I need another Send Harry me some more. <laughs> or Agnes. Yeah. <laughs> I want someone just like that because you guys were awesome. So that is how so many of these in the college business of these bigger companies now that would never have recruited us are hiring us because maybe they came in to hire engineers and they got a business student. Right. And then the business students get there and just like bring it. Then they're back. They say, we need another business student because you guys did awesome. So if anybody's a graduate that is is in that list. You got to work hard for everybody else. So <laughs> don't, don't ruin it for the rest of you. <laughs> you don't. That's the good, that's the good news. Right. I, I rarely ever hear that. Yeah. I only hear the good stuff. Good. Good. So, I mean, outside of being the project director, I got that Program right. Program manager. Program yep. manager. Gosh. You can call me whatever. Whatever. Yeah. With, outside of being in this office. Yes. What, what does Linda like to do? For fun. Well, I think I, I think I label myself also as a lifelong learner, which is why I like working in education. Mm-hmm. So that my recent <laughs> undertaking was learning to play the violin. Really. As an adult learner. Uh huh. And it has been quite a, quite a ride learning the violin. But I, you know, I take lessons still. I'm in a little orchestra now. Really. Yeah. That's awesome. Still pra- have to practice an hour a day. Right. The improvement is so slow. Right. Isn't that kind of the standard an hour a day for an instrument? Well. To, so that you don't go backwards, at least? At least. It should be. Right. You know, whatever you make your kid do, you have to do, I think. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard, um, I don't know where, but uh, it might have been in my world music class uh, that there's, uh, I think it's in Indonesia or Japan, one of the two, not the same, but one of the two where for you to become uh, this prestigious instrument player, you have to practice 10 hours a day every day for like five years in order to have like <sighs> the actual prestige level that you're trying to get. Or else, like, and if you don't, if you take a day that. off, you you have to restart. It's that serious. Uh, That's insane. I could never do that. Ten hours think. a day. Ten hours a day. That is literally all you do. I think your body, my body, would break down at some. Yeah. <laughs> fingers, neck, arm, shoulder. Yeah. I don't it know. Might, actually, it might be. It might be India. Now I'm thinking about it because, it's, it's in relation to, um, like the caste system. So like if you dedicate your you pretty much dedicate your life to becoming a master at this instrument and when you dedicate your life to it you get this level of status in the churches or whatever I forgot what they're called but you get this level of status that once you've done all of this training and dedicated your life to this instrument that you are now like pretty much praised Oh, well, I would think. Yeah, I would hope so. That's, I don't even know how many hours that is. You haven't done anything else. Right. You've been practicing. (laughs) Yeah, and then you get like this mastered status, and then you become the trainer for the next person who's going to get brought up like that. So you just dedicate your life to this instrument because it's that important to their culture. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. I could never do that. Could you, could you imagine 10 hours of violin? No, no, neither could my family. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> how, how long have you I'd been be living alone. They would go, no more practicing. <laughs> go away. <laughs> have, you been, have you been practicing for a while then? Well, I, th- I think I'm like into this now eight, about eight years. Eight years. Yeah, I know. You would think I'd be a lot okay. better than you I made, am. You made it sound like you started like a couple months ago. Well, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> But no, I'm a little it. further along than that. You're enjoying but it? It's, yes, but it's 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 not easy. I, I don't understand string instruments. Or with you same. guys, where you, I mean, that's the beauty of where you guys are now when you graduate. And you're just like a sponge. You just, you're just picking things up left and right. Yeah. Awesomeness. Yeah. I, I was thinking about trying to learn how to play guitar this mm-hmm. summer, but... I need to I need to have the time to do so. I kind of need to let my, my let myself have some time for once because I haven't for like the last four years. So yeah, yeah. But string instruments are hard, especially with the frets and you know finger placement pla- placement placement. Yeah. And I mean that that's the part that's confusing. Like I have hand eye coordination, but when I when I put <laughs> my hands on a guitar, all of it goes away. It's just gone. <laughs> well, violin doesn't even have a fret. You have to hear where you're placing your ear. Really? There's the problem, right, huh? Oh. Yeah, no frets. I did not know that. Mm-mm. I also and don't know much about instruments. And you got the going on as well. Yeah. Right, right, right. Do you watch, uh, do you watch America's Got Talent? Of course I do. Did you see the crazy violinist? Yes. The last season with the light-up violin? Heck? Yeah. He would just tear that bow up. He was going. He was destroying. He was so good, and then he had the light show going on with it. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to be. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for it. Two more right. years. I'll, I'll invite got you. Talent. When I want that, I'll, I'll call you. Win a million you. dollars in a Vegas show. <laughs> right. That's that's the next Linda Ward right. venture. So, anything else besides violin? Do you do outdoorsy stuff? I do a little hiking. Okay. Not much. You have a favorite trail. Uh, up where I live, the Cottonwood, Middle okay. Cottonwood, yes, because nice. it's close to my house, yes. Cool. I did. Uh, I, I went on a bike ride, History Rock, out to South Cottonwood, mm-hmm. flipped over the handlebars. I tell you what, I see you guys coming down the trail on those bikes, <laughs> and I am amazed there aren't more horrible wrecks, because there's rocks. Yeah, that's what I hit. I hit a rock. Yes. And I flipped. I was well, okay, I'm glad you're here trail. to talk to me today. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't super bad. It was... I landed on grass. I didn't hit the rock. The trail was super skinny, mm-hmm. so I hit it. I flipped, and then I went to the side. So it was a switchback. So I essentially just skipped the switchback and just got on the trail after the turn. You're coming downhill, right? Yep. I was going down the hill, hit the rock, flipped, skipped the turn, and then just picked the bike up and mm-hmm. continued the other direction. And you guys haul down those hills too. Yeah. I mean, you're. If you do hit anything, it's game over. Yeah. Yeah, I almost hit another rock, too, but it was way bigger. So I kind of just hit it, and it, I just did a little, <laughs> that, that's what it sounded like. But hopefully I'm, I'm trying to get out there and get get better at it. I, I did one trail last summer that just got me addicted, and now I need to figure out how I can afford a $3,000 mountain bike so I can go do all these things that I want to do. Yeah, we all need to get outside. Well, yeah, we all need here. to find more time to get outside. Yeah. To kind of reset, reset us. Yeah. I also didn't. I didn't get to ski at all this season too, and that was part of the reason that I moved here in the mm-hmm. first place. But 
you know, there's always next season. I don't think snow's going anywhere in Montana. Uh, maybe so. when you graduate, you'll have more time Hopefully. to do things like that. Got to get the good job that gives yeah. me some time. That's right. But man, we're, we're coming up on the end here. Okay. Well, thank you very much for you know wanting to talk to me. I I'm honored. I'm flattered to I'm speak to you. Very happy that you had time to do this because that was super informative, and you're definitely a perfect resource for what to do after school, during school probably even before school <laughs> um, and there's there's someone like you probably at other sc- schools too right I that people can reach out to I, not everyone has a center because we're privately funded so okay. I don't know that there's one in every right. but, the, but nonetheless career services here at MSU supports yeah. everybody and there's there's definitely a career services ba- everywhere uh, yes there's a career services in every school yeah and our career services is over in the sub student union building in the mm-hmm. basement. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, if you ever have questions, feel free to ask them. They'll, they're definitely there to help, just like Linda. Thank you so much. Thank you, Preston. So this has been the second to last episode of the season. Next week, uh, be Dean Rinaldi to cap off the season. The big dog at the at the top of this entire thing. We're in the we're in the bottom floor. We're going to go all the way to the top. Talk to the talk to the man. Um, but thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, please follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It is at Sell Me Podcast. And if you have any questions, just send one of those accounts a direct message, and I'll see if I can get an answer for you. Um, but until then, I'll see you next week. Thank you. <laughs>